On today's episode of the Metal Loud Podcast, As I Lay Dying Come Back to Life, Kanye West tries to make America great again with a new album, Riot Fest sheds some light on the 2018 lineup, and Jimmy Reeve returns to talk about the new album from Harvester. What's up, everyone? It's Tom here from Metal Loud, and welcome to the new Metal Loud podcast. Uh, this is version 2.0. It's been about two years since we recorded a uh, episode of this, so kind of returning to things a little bit different, a little bit different of a uh, new format here. To get things started, we talk about some news in the music industry. Uh, biggest one probably being As I Lay Dying coming back from the dead. Now, they've updated their uh, Facebook page with a new header and it looks like things are happening. Uh, Tim Limbesis is out of jail. Doesn't know, uh, you know, there's no information as far as what's happening exactly. Is it a new band? Is it uh, new music? What are they, kind of what are they up to is still up in the air. The old members of the band don't really uh, seem to get along with him, which is rightfully so considering he was convicted of trying to have his ex-wife murdered uh, when a uh, murder for hire plot that he really kind of blamed on the steroids but um, yeah so that's the whole thing um, he he's convicted of a pretty horrific crime uh, obviously trying to hire somebody to kill his wife so it rates to be seen I mean as far as what they're doing but I mean for me personally it's not doesn't really mean anything I was never really into them to begin with but especially after that whole thing I don't think I could see myself supporting as I lay dying and it, it may even come to it seems based on the previous members of the band that they're probably not going to be too happy of him still using that name and continuing on uh, especially after everything he's done it's possible this might come to a, a legal issue um, as it has in the past with other bands where a member or so has, you know, maybe done something not great and then tried to return and under the same name. So we'll, we'll see what happens with this. It's kind of up in the air. You don't really have any information beyond them just uh, updating the Facebook page as of now. In other news, Kanye West has dropped a, uh, a new album and it's kind of interesting um well i mean <laughs> so he's definitely been in the news lately uh, with his comments as far as that slavery was a choice and uh his whole trump support and the whole make america great thing so a lot of people have kind of uh, dismissed him and written him off but then you have his his rabid fan base who really Somebody put it the best way. You could release an empty album and say, you just got to imagine the music, and he, his fans would probably just eat that up and say, talk about how uh, innovative he was and how great he was. Uh, I mean, I gave the album a listen just to see if it was worth anything, and right off the bat, it kind of uh, 
irritated me. Um, the opening track is supposed to be dealing with mental issues, mental health, but kind of just comes off as being uh, completely misogynistic and sexualizing his daughter in, in a weird way and talking about um, murdering, you know, somebody he doesn't like and talking about hurting himself and uh, it, it kind of comes off as a hey look I'm trying to be honest and talk about these things but it's still he's talking about it in a way that I, I really feel is kind of dangerous and not really in a healthy manner uh, for, for anybody involved in it so that kind of put me off right away um, the, the rest of the album is kind of standard fare I guess if you were into the life of Pablo you probably are going to be still into it i mean if you're a solid kanye fan i mean pretty much anything he does is gonna impress you so it doesn't really matter but uh yeah it's, it's i don't think it's really worth it you, you, regardless if you wanted to give it a chance or were wondering where he was going with his whole uh <laughs> comments and everything it, it seems like it's not necessarily i mean even if it's an act it's still an act in poor taste and, and not really great anyways but it really doesn't seem to be an act it seems like he's just doing what he always does and uh yeah it's not really anything that needs to be listened to or or dealt with also in the news uh giant festival riot fest has announced their lineup they're generally pretty secretive about this they hold their cards pretty close to the chest and we usually don't really even get any kind of hints uh up until the day the lineup itself is actually released and uh, this year it looks like it's pretty standard fare. I mean, they always get some pretty big names. Uh, I mean, biggest being here, Blink-182, uh, Under Oath, Dropkick Murphys, uh, uh, The Front Bottoms. You've got uh, Incubus coming on here. So there, there's some pretty big names. Um, you know, definitely some, some favorites here. Um, and, and some kind of standard affair. There's a few unknown guests. They have a few question marks here and there. So it's not fully announced, but we kind of got a good idea as far as what the what it's going to look like, what it's going to uh, sound like here. And this is, uh, if you remember, this is Riot Fest Chicago. Um, they also do another one as well, usually. Um, so this this is just the, the Chicago one, but the lineup looks pretty solid. I mean, if you're into festivals, if you're into that kind of thing, this is definitely one of the better ones to go to. Uh, I, I would say it's probably... I mean, I've never been, but from what I've heard, it's definitely one of the better environments for a festival. There's a ton of bands playing. I mean, obviously, you're going to run into issues with your favorite bands playing at the same time, so you definitely have to uh, kind of keep that in mind. But generally speaking, it looks like it's going to be a definitely a, a solid thing to visit. And uh, there, there's a good kind of range of music overall, of indie music, um, you know, punk music, rock music, a little bit of pop in there. So it's, it's definitely going to be... Uh, something you should should definitely check out and uh, if you're into any kind of anything like that it's uh, from September 14th through the 16th and it's in Douglas Park Chicago so uh, make sure you check that out and it'll be interesting to see what those unannounced lineup uh, members are and to see kind of uh, what what other acts that they're going to have on now before we get into the interview with Jimmy Reeve of Harvester, uh, some site announcements as of the time that this podcast is going to be uh, coming up. 
there will be a, uh, a few reviews that will be up on the site I am back to doing uh, video reviews it's been a little while had some uh, issues there but uh, definitely back I got a, uh, more content coming uh, definitely some videos that are ready to go uh, they'll be released within the coming weeks uh, the first one up is going to be for Dance Gavin Dance's new album Artificial Intelligence you can see how I feel about that album uh, especially as big of a, a Dance Gavin Dance fan as I am um, as well as there's some written ones up there on the site make sure you're checking that out at uh, media-dissection.com slash metal loud there is one for Harvester's new album No Bastards uh, as well as for the uh, the band Holy Smokes uh, their album Frameworks which I meant to talk about earlier this year when it, it released it's a fantastic album uh, for any kind of uh, post-hardcore fan um, especially uh, the er the earlier days, bands like Jimmy Eat World or I Am the Avalanche, The Movie Life, and any anything like that, definitely uh, Bayside, uh, definitely get some vibes in there. It's a more kind of uh, aggressive or heavier kind of pop punk style. Uh, it it's a it's an excellent album. I suggest you check it out, and you can you know read my review and read the full so uh, I mean my full full thoughts on it on the site. Uh, make sure you check that out. Um, there's going to be some more uh, videos coming, definitely a few one year later reviews, talk about some of the albums that I did last year that I didn't get a chance to uh, cover yet. Um, like to re-talk about some of those, such as uh, 100 Sons, The Prestolist, definitely want to give you my thoughts and update you on that. Um, there's uh, a few other albums like uh, Kesha's album from last year kind of see how they held up uh, I like to do those reviews so because you know you listen to an album at first and you might either love it you might hate it things might grow on you they might uh, you might change your mind on things so I always like to see how an album holds up a, a year after I've listened to it it, it versus you know my initial thoughts on the album because it usually uh, usually sometimes will change um, so you kind of get a sense of where, where I'm coming from on things like that. So that's what's coming to the site. There's going to be more reviews. Uh, again, make sure you're checking out the actual website as well as the e Twitter, uh, which is at Metal Loud, because all the content will be posted there. There's a lot of uh, things that go on besides the YouTube channel itself. I do a lot of content on the the site that's written when i'm not able to get in, uh, behind a camera or in front of a mic or anything so make sure you're checking that out to stay up to date with everything as well as instagram uh, which is metal underscore loud and uh, on facebook as well make sure you like the page i, I kind of simultaneously post so uh, you kind of get an idea of when things go up and uh, you should stay tuned for more content on that so without further ado, here is the interview with Jimmy Reeve from Harvester. All right, well, today we have Jimmy Reeve from Harvester, who just put out a uh, brand new album uh, reviewed called No Bastards. You may remember him was on the uh, last podcast about two over two years ago now. So, uh, Jimmy, thank you for returning. Dude, thanks for asking me to return. Yeah, it was. Um, so yeah, so you guys just put out a your debut full full length, correct? Yeah. Right. Yeah, just about probably what two weeks ago, three weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, about about uh, two or three weeks ago. Um, last time you were on here, we were talking about No Bastards and uh, <laughs> uh, uh, talking about like what was leading up to it. So what what's changed in that uh, in that time frame? Uh, well, we've added we dropped a few songs. Um, that were going to be on the record. We just didn't feel like they 
they fit the direction and um we added a few more and um basically changed the whole aesthetic of the record uh like album cover uh kind of like merch aesthetic that we wanted to go for and just a bunch of stuff um had a few member changes and you know different ideas and stuff came to the table so um same kind of concept with the note we kept the title and everything because i still like the concept and i still wanted that um theme throughout the record but uh i'm pretty i'm pretty stoked how it turned out and i think it captures what i wanted pretty well so Nice. Uh, so, for those who might not be familiar, what what was the what was the whole theme behind um, No Bastards? Uh, the title itself was just kind of referring to, um, kind of like the kingdom, um, the the kingdom of heaven. I don't I don't see anybody being, uh, I don't know, uh, left out of that or left out of the opportunity uh, for that. And then on a much more like practical sense, just my life or my friend group or um i don't want there to be any bastards in my path like i don't want anybody to feel rejected uh, um you know from being a part of what i'm doing or i i don't i don't want uh anybody to i don't know, just feel left out or because of what they're doing uh they can't be a part of what someone else is doing or because of how they look or what they can't do or anything like that there's just so many insecurities that keep people back from uh i don't know just doing something they want to do or or meeting someone they want to meet and that's kind of what the record um the whole record speaks to is is a is insecurity every song is um i could pretty much dumb it down to an insecurity that i'm i'm talking about whether it's one of mine or um you know a friend's or a loved one or something like that um and uh that that whole the whole thing kind of just sums up all these insecurities that um I've I've come across or dealt with um over the past few years so um and I just want to sum up all those insecurities and say you know none of these actually define a person um you know as unusable so and that's actually one of the things on the album that uh caught me and I think a lot of other people talked about it as well uh, the fact that the the overall message on the album and the lyrics are really kind of positive and, and uplifting, but there's that kind of juxtaposition against the whole aggressiveness of the you know the these kind of super heavy riffs and your screaming yeah. and everything. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you're not the first person to say that. There's a bunch of people that actually said stuff like that. Um, that it sounds so angry or pissed off, and I'm like, I mean, I was at times, and I li- I like that, like. Uh, I, I, I like that contrast because the the themes that I'm talking about aren't like they're not pleasant and like there's some dark dark things that I wrote about but I chose to write about it in like a positive way because I didn't want to you know like when you're in high school and you write a song and like about a girl and then like um, you know a girl broke up with you or whatever and it's like this hateful thing and then five years later it's all good and you just feel bad for writing that like i didn't want that to happen with this record um i wrote about some friends that i'm not even friends with anymore um kind of you know by their choice so i wrote about things that are not even a part of my life anymore and i wrote about in such a way where it's focused on how i look at them uh and not how they treat me it's it's more about how i treat them um and so it's completely contingent on me uh 
how I look at the situation. And so I can always go back and look at that record and the things I wrote about and be like, you know, it was, whether it was a good time in my life or not, I didn't write those songs maliciously. Uh, so they're about dark things, but uh, I think there's an, a positive light in it for sure. Yeah, and that's pretty interesting too because a lot of people tend to write songs and music uh, about like a specific time period and a lot of times it feels like it's kind of uh, stuck in that time. There's This kind of feels like, especially to you personally, that it's something that really can kind of transcend time a bit um, yeah. you know, and, and stay relevant at least. You know, you're not looking yeah. at it and saying, yeah, this feels awkward to listen to now or, or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and at the same time, I don't want to... I mean, if someone wants to write something about, you know, someone that hurt them and, and just be as angry as possible, then I'm cool with that. Like, I don't want, uh, you know, to say that someone has to write that way. But for me, uh, I just don't want to be a person that, like, holds on to things or holds grudges or, you know, has these, like, um, like reminders in time, you know, like, kind of like having a tattoo of an ex-lover or something on you. Like, I don't want one of those things just sticking out in my in my in my past so it's like i want to make things uh, especially art i want to make art that i can always look back on and be like yeah that's sick i like that you know i made that back when you know back in my 20s or whatever uh, i don't want to look at it as an eyesore so absolutely so mm-hmm. out of, off of this record uh what would you say is probably your your favorite album what uh, favorite song whether it is to that you wrote or to perform live um do you have like a favorite one uh yeah, my favorite song is probably different than my favorite one to perform. Um, 99 Ones is probably my favorite song, like, conceptually, and I think it's probably one of the best put-together ones. Like, uh, in, in in my mind, I'm most proud of the, like, the, uh, I don't know, the composition of that one. Um, but that's the one that we had Corey on, and uh, that's not my favorite one to perform because when Corey's not there, obviously it's like his part is freaking so, so ridiculous to try and do with my, you know, just subpar vocals. So, um, my favorite one to probably perform would be, uh, probably another wizard or magnet mouth. Cause magnet mouth is just that really short riffy. It's just a giant riff pretty much. Yeah, that's. I would like to hear that one uh, live as well as. Uh, I think Lord Grizzly would be pretty awesome to hear live too. Yeah, um, that, that's a, that's a pretty old song, but it's always maintained itself as one of my favorites on the record. I mean, there, I, there's a lot I like on the record, um, and yeah, but Lord Grizzly has always been. I think that was one of the very first songs that Grayson wrote, or might have been the first song that Grayson brought um, to the band when he joined. And it just has always been a, a rad song that we've, we've kind of developed it over time. But, yeah, I really, I really like that one as well. Uh, so, and, and you guys have been um, kind of on, on a little tour with uh, Norma Jean and, and Greyhaven. Uh, so you got mm-hmm. to perform some of those songs with uh, Corey and uh, with Brent of uh, uh, Greyhaven, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, Indy, in Indianapolis, Greyhaven or Greyhaven. Uh, two members of Greyhaven, uh, Ethan and Brent, came to the show just to hang out and stuff. And uh, Brent jumped on stage and did his part in Another Wizard, and it was a like a bucket list for me because he. It, it's funny he would he would laugh at this now, and it's kind of embarrassing now because like we're close friends. But um, 
like three or four years ago when we first played with him and I saw him live, I was like, that guy's the best vocalist I have ever seen <laughs> ever. And then, you know, a couple of years later, I'm asking him to be on the record and we hadn't really talked at this point. I just loved his voice. And I was like, you got to be on the record. And he's like, okay. And now it's like, we're, we're friends and we talk all the time and like, he's just on the record. And it's so crazy because how things just kind of pan out like that. So, yeah, um, I mean, it, it also like, d- did you guys get any influence from Grey Haven's music onto this album? Because it, it feels like a lot of it is it, inspired by kind of that um, kind of grittier and heavier sound that they have. Um, yeah. Uh, well, I wish we did. Uh, <laughs> they're they're freaking they're ridiculous. But we had a lot of these songs written. I think we wrote maybe one or two um right before the studio but most of these songs were already written um before we kind of crossed paths with them but uh i definitely i definitely think vocally uh me and brent had some talks vocally uh i actually re-recorded my vocals uh once because i wasn't i wasn't really stoked on the the sound and like the mixes i was getting back the first time and i was talking to brent and sending him some mixes and i was like man i don't really like these and he's like just giving me his take on it and his advice and stuff and i was like yeah i'm just gonna go back and just redo all this and uh we ended up keeping some of it wasn't as bad as i thought and i I know the takes that we kept and i'm kind of like ugh. but um you know our our engineer was like no this is this is good like you're just in your head you need to like lay off and let this happen and but I went back and re- redid some stuff, and he had a bunch of takes to pick and choose from, and I'm pr- overall pretty stoked how it turned out. So, but that might be the only influence that they had on on this record, as far as just helping me with my vocals. And Corey helped a lot with that too. He gave me a lot of coaching and stuff in the um, in the studio, and like a lot of tips. So nice. Uh, so, uh, what's kind of gonna happen next for Harvester? Are you guys taking it a little bit easy? Or are you gonna be uh writing new stuff immediately what are you looking to do uh definitely trying to write new stuff um because you know without a ton of like or well without any support from like a label or anything um we're pretty much on our own time frame and that usually takes us forever to get something put together like that so uh we'll i'm sure we'll be writing um pretty soon uh as far as when we're gonna actually start putting it together like as another album i have no idea but definitely want to do some more touring. Um, hopefully one or two uh, runs this year. Um, it kind of just, like I said, just kind of depends on our uh, individual uh, lives and, and, you know, Grayson, uh, Grayson's availability and stuff. So uh, as far as touring goes and to work around that, I mean, um, are you guys, because of your schedules, looking to store to stay local as you've been doing? Or are you going to branch out, kind of maybe see if uh, you can pull like a West Coast or East Coast tour? Uh, it'd be sick if we could do... Uh, we're going to try and do as much as we can. Uh, like if if we became full-time tomorrow, I'm sure everyone would be down for it. Um, so it's not like... We're, not, we're definitely not like pulling, you know, trying to make Harvester stay local, but... Um, we're just trying to do kind of financially beneficial things for the band and, uh, trying to fit it in. Like I said, Grayson is, is, you know, busy with Norma Jean and, 
he's getting ready to get married in August, so he's got a lot on his plate right now. So we're trying to work around that, and then, um, but other than that, if if he's uh, if he's home and he's not busy, we we can tour, you know, whenever whatever his schedule allows, and so. Uh, yeah, I would love to freaking tour as much as possible, go east to west and north to south, but uh, we got a couple things in the works, but nothing is set in stone yet, so. Alright, yeah, that'll be cool to see you uh, look out for. Um, so mm-hmm. when you're not being a, uh, a rock star up on stage, what kind of what kind of mm-hmm. things do you like to do? Uh, I love to hang out with my cat, Missile. I think I talked to you about Missile last time. I think uh, so. Yeah, he's he's still the best uh, animal to ever live, and uh, I don't play a lot of video games. Have you played uh, Sea of Thieves? Do you play Xbox at all? Uh, no, I I I, uh, I was thinking about it, but I heard like when it came out, uh, it wasn't getting great reviews. It said there wasn't really anything to do. Yeah, yeah, that's dude. Everybody was like so mad about it, and I was I felt stupid because I was like over here having a great time with it, and like. Everyone's like, oh, this game sucks and it's boring. And, and I mean, maybe, maybe I just have bad taste in games, but I've like had such a good time with it. Me and my roommates play it and stuff and freaking run around and just do stupid stuff. But um, they have updated it and they have done it, like, added a lot of stuff to it. So it's pretty cool. But um, yeah, I, I play, I play Xbox and stuff a lot because I'm a nerd and um, yeah, I hang out, just hang out at the house with my roommates and freaking. Uh, eat as much pizza as possible. There's three pizza places within a mile of my house. So I eat, nice. I eat, I eat pizza all the time too. So that's become like a, a hobby of mine, I guess. Yeah, we, we gotta get, we get, next time you're back around here, let me know. Cause, uh, we got, we got to get you some good pizza. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh dude, when I was in Chicago, I made it a point to get Chicago deep dish and, I still think about it. I it, it's still on my mind. I can, if I think about it hard enough, I can remember how it tastes exactly. Yeah, we, we, oh man, Sh- yeah, Chicago pizza is uh, interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We gotta get you some some nice thin crust in a brick oven. That's, oh, you're a thin crust kind of guy. Oh, absolutely. That's that's where it's at. <laughs> um, you gotta you, you can enjoy it. You fold it up. You, you it's boiling hot when okay. you get it. It's perfect. Okay, that actually does sound. I, I mean, I'm good with both, but <laughs> Chicago did set the standard really high. All right, so. well, uh, we'll, we'll have to see next time you're uh, you're up around my way. Um, okay, we'll see about that. Um, all right, so let me ask you where where can we find Harvester stuff? Uh, well, the new record's up on you know uh, Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, all that stuff. Um, the video we have uh, video for lovers on YouTube, um, and then obviously our our Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff. Uh, Instagram's definitely the best place probably to keep up with us. Uh, it's more more updated than our Facebook and Twitter, but I try to keep them all pretty updated. So, all right, and uh, if people want to check you out personally on social media, uh, where can they find you? Uh, on Instagram, it's Harvester Band um, underscore, I believe, and then uh, that's the same on Twitter. And then Facebook is Harvester Official. All right, uh, well, Jimmy, it was uh, as always great speaking with you. Uh, appreciate yeah. you coming on. 
Dude, I appreciate you asking me back. It's been a, it's been great. It's been a great few minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's been a great time. Um, yeah, dude. All right, well, uh, thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, man, I'll see you later. Thank you so much for listening to the Metal Loud podcast. Uh, hope you enjoyed everything. I hope to make this a uh, at least a weekly thing, a pretty consistent thing. I got a few people lined up. Uh, going to be some interesting interviews with uh, some some names you might recognize, uh, as well as I'm going to try to keep this going whether or not I have somebody to interview. You might just hear my voice, so apologize in advance for that. But uh, hopefully, hopefully kind of keep this going as something I can do uh, regardless of whether I can get in front of the camera or not. So make sure you subscribe on iTunes as well as on Google Play. Make sure you're subscribed to the YouTube channel as well so I, when I do get videos out there, you can uh, kind of get the the first take at those um as well as always uh again on social media at metal loud and on uh facebook metal loud as well as the instagram page metal underscore loud and again the website www.media-dissection.com slash metal loud uh hope to hear from you guys and uh if there's anybody who wants to be featured any bands out there if you're looking to be featured on the podcast make sure you uh email me at metal loud ct at gmail.com um and uh i'll be talking to you guys real soon